1: Celebrate. Light Years Podcast. We are back. Sam Esfandiari, Andy Lou. We're doing so well on Christmas Day that we record about fifteen minutes. Sam, just stopped the pod and say, "Hey, listen, have not recorded a single second. So we're running it back, Sam. We're running it back. <laughs> we yeah. are, we are as bad as the Warriors right now. Yeah, that's man. what's going on. <laughs> um,
2: I want, I wanted to come in ripping the Warriors about being complacent, and. And my pod games, as complacent as so I, I can't say shit.
1: <laughs> I think uh, you you tried to you tried to kick the uh, the Jets off in the second quarter and kind of like the Warriors and nothing happened. Um, just as ugly as them. I think um one of the I think what were we saying one of the worst games just we've seen in a while. Given that they were already playing bad, I think if the Warriors were playing well, we we look at each other and kind of be like, okay, you know what? We'll we'll, we'll throw this away. This is fine. But it's one of those games where it's like, all right, you haven't been playing that great for weeks here, even though you've been winning. And then you get demolished by not only LeBron and the Lakers, but after LeBron hurt got hurt, you got destroyed. So that's Yeah, I, that, that was the worst. Explain.
2: That was the worst part. It was um they weren't playing well when LeBron got hurt, and then they they played worse. And it's hard it's hard to pinpoint it to anything other than effort. Like Steve Kerr basically said it. He said, "You know, I just want to see him to play like the care." And I don't really know how I can come up with a, a different take than that. You know, it's it's like the, they just didn't show up. You know, it's like it's they're going to get outplayed certain nights, and that's just kind of the nature of basketball. But like they're beat to every ball. It's, it's just nothing there. You know, it's, it's lazy. How is that even possible? You know what I mean. Like,
1: uh, so you what were you saying? Like they've won a lot of games. They they may not they may not ever have had it. This is not the first time, right? Pre KD, this has happened before. It's like even when they won one title, there were games where it'd be like, hey, we can kind of mail it in, and then we'll come back in the in the third or fourth quarter. Nowadays, I think it's not that teams have caught up to them. It's I think teams kind of know that, and they and they kind of know what the Warriors do, and they extend that effort through the entire game. So even when the Warriors like today. They got the lead down to two. Um, the Lakers were in phase. It was one of those things where it's, all right, it's landslide time. The Warriors are going to go up by 20. Like, that hasn't happened in a while. When that happens, the other team counterpunches now. And it's one of those things where when they counterpunch, I don't think that the Warriors have – they kind of respect that. They don't think that that's actually going to happen because it never has. Um, but the league has is kind of used to doing that at this point, And now they come back, LeBron gets hurt, and all of a sudden they're
2: back down by nine. Right after well, Lance
1: Stevenson freaking shoots a three.
2: Well, so um two separate things. One, I do think the leaks kind of caught up to the Warriors. Like, I don't think they've caught up to them in, you know, the sense of it's even. But I do think they've gained ground on them in sense of, you know, when the Warriors broke onto the scene as like a great team. They were taking more threes than everyone. Now they're kind of middle of the pack with threes. So other teams are kind of they they've caught up to like the shot selection thing, and um, you know the Warriors don't have let's say the intellectual edge on them in that capacity, but the Warriors still have the talent edge. There is no team you can ever say has more talent than the Warriors as presently constructed, if everyone's healthy, right? Let's uh,
1: let's talk about talent because Clay Thompson when he's shooting thirty one percent from three outside of that big game and Draymond. Won't shoot any threes at all. What, Man, so where had is two the talent level games
2: before this, too? Um, th- that's an interesting question. So, um, for all the four All Stars things, uh, Warriors gonna have two All Stars this year. I maybe Clay gets voted in, but he shouldn't. Like, they, it's very hard to say that Clay is one of the twelve best players in the in a competitive West this year, right? You agree with me there, right? Um, and and that's that's the thing with them, which which makes it weird. Um, I don't really know what to make of Clay, like, because as terrible as he's been, it's not like his it's not like there's a clear sign of drop off in his game, like, there's nothing wrong with his shot, definitely, his defense hasn't dropped off. He's playing with the same effort he's always played with. And if anything, I feel like his defense is better, although maybe I'm just kind of overrating it because his offense has been so bad, so you're like looking for a positive. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, well, how about how about this? I think for the level of IQ that the Warriors have, Draymond, Andrea Godwala, um, Kevin Durant, uh, Steph Curry, um, and pretty much last year they had a whole host of bench players. Sean Livingston as well, uh, David West, high IQ players. Have you ever thought of Klay Thompson as being one of those players, right? Kind of, maybe, but not at that
2: level. Um, and I no, so I think he's a play finisher.
1: You're right, right. And, and so when he, I guess for some reason, now that he's struggling for for three months now, um, he's not gonna be like he's not gonna impact the game in a high IQ way. So really, he kind of compounds that struggle with more. I think for the first time ever in in our uh, in in our fandom, Warriors fandom, we're a little bit frustrated with how Clay has been playing in the regular season because it's like, why are you shooting mid range twos? Why are you dribbling in to shoot it? And why aren't you just kind of shooting threes? But it's also tough because they're running them off the line. Uh, what is there for Clay to do, especially when they're kind of just running normal plays that the Utah Jazz has seen for the last five years? This is not anything that they haven't seen before. So, that's, so definitely, in- that's
2: definitely part of it. Like they're running the same offense and any team with like a certain level of talent will eventually figure it out. Right. Or good coaching. Yeah. I mean, I mean, any just the semblance of like, I want to beat them. Um, But let, let's get to the Laker game today. The first thing that jumped out to me was how much Kayvon Looney had the ball. And that was just like, that's, that's vintage warriors just running the offense. And, you know, a good defensive team is going to be like, let's funnel the ball to Looney because would I rather have Steph Curry or KD have the ball or Looney? You know, like, it's pretty obvious what the answer is, right? So, so <laughs> And and, the, and the, like, that's, you're, you're right though. That's the offense.
1: Like get it to the open guy, right? Just kind of funnel the ball around until a guy gets the ball that's open.
2: Yeah. And it's obnoxious, and then it leads to Steph or KD or Clay or you know pretty much those through getting the ball back in less than optimal positions, and then they have to take bad shots. Um, but I don't even think that, I don't even want to put that as a blame. That, that's more of a season long theme, as opposed to like tonight. Like tonight, the Lakers just wanted it more. They literally just played harder than the Warriors. And, and credit to him for it, right? But it, it's, I don't know what else to say with it at this
1: point. <laughs> um, do you think that, like, the Michael Jordan Bulls were a team that were okay with? Because the Warriors are okay with They don't necessarily care that much about losing this game. And the thing with the Dynasty is that it's, it doesn't matter if you lose these games because you've already won championships, right? And you know that you can win in May. The Lakers don't know if they can win in April. Or May or June, the Warriors already know, so they're okay with losing it. My my question, I'm more interested in was were dynasties and great teams before? Maybe even the the Shaq Kobe Lakers were they okay with losing it? I think the Shaq Kobe Lakers were. I, I don't know if the Bulls were, but I, so well, that I that's where Bulls I was kind of push back. I think
2: that's where um I think that's where Jordan separated himself. The worst record they had, in the you know the the Jordan years was 62 wins. Um, but he just. He was the type of player who kind of like f- the minute that there was, you know, kind of that unrest in the game had to take over. And he had the type of team that kind of followed that lead, you know, but but that's not who the Warriors are at this point. That's um, who Draymond is. Right. But he's not that offensive
1: player. So Draymond's really not talented. doesn't matter. Do that, right? right. So, right.
2: I mean that's so so that's what we're talking about here. But let, let's focus on the Warriors. I mean, the frustrating theme of the Warriors this this year has been just Steph off ball one, and two, just general laziness. Um, the first one, I, I kind of well, they're kind of interconnected, in my opinion. You know, like Steph could just kind of demand the ball and do more, but he doesn't, right? Um, so. It 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 comes back to the the singular point, which is, what's going to get these guys going? You know, <laughs> uh, the answer is always them shooting better.
1: Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no like I, Steve Steve is not going to change anything that he's doing. There's no way unless Katie comes out here in the post game. We're recording at eight o'clock, so the post game's happening right now. Unless he comes out here and he's like, hey. Like, I need the ball. Steph and I need the ball. We're, we're not going to run this offense. It doesn't matter anymore. I don't think that's going to happen. And so they're going to keep running what they're running. So it's just a matter of... clay has got to make open shots. Right? Steph missed open shots today. But it's just... A, it, it's It really is. That's it. Like, Draymond's got to hit something. And he did the last two games. But this was a game that was on national TV. And he's a guy that usually shows up for national TV games. And he didn't show up tonight. So... Uh, it's a matter of those two guys because, like you said, those two guys aren't all stars right now. They're not all stars this season. And it's great that you got two MVP level players. But um, if you're running an offense that kind of hampers uh, what KD and Steph are able to do, then that kind of hurts everyone else, right? Especially when Clay shooting 30% from three and Jerry Mon shooting. I don't know what he's shooting. But, right, so th- that makes it tough. And they'll win against any team right now. I don't think it really matters in a series, but it's just. It's frustrating when it's a Christmas game on national television against LeBron and you throw up this kind of effort.
2: So let, let me throw this out there. Since, Kate, since Draymond's been back from injury, Steph's averaging under four assists a game. Um, and you watch the film, he's generally off the ball. No way around that. Tonight, 5 of 17, 5 assists watch the game, you kind of see the same thing, which is he kind of gets the ball coming off a curl. I mean he's basically playing a classic two guard role, right? Yep. Um nothing new. And it just makes you the warriors are at their best when he's the aggressor, when he's the one who's at the quote unquote head of the snake, would Tyron Lu say the whole time. Warriors are most dangerous with Steph. You gotta cut off the head of the snake. Steph's the head of the snake. At what point does Kerr have to take responsibility for forcing that? Because all I'm seeing is, and then this brings a second point, uh, friend of the pod who won't come on the pod, uh, no, uh, Ethan Strauss. I mean, he's put, he even put in his most advanced scout piece, which was, you know, the hardest thing about scouting the Warriors is that they don't run plays. They just kind of live off of Steph's creativity. But, That creativity doesn't show itself if he doesn't have the ball in his hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, the the whole idea that, like, the Warriors are at their best when Steph is improvising only matters if Steph is improvising. So, at what point does Kerr have to get involved and be like, we're not playing to our strengths. You guys are playing for your numbers. You're more concerned with getting your assists up. And like letting Steph run in circles to get your assists, and then playing her best way. Or is he playing it right, which is like, you know, I'm gonna just let you embarrass yourself until you realize you guys are not playing the right way. <laughs> that he he is okay doing that,
1: right? He's very comfortable doing that. But the problem is that you gotta put the players in somewhat the right positions, but also the players have gotta play to that expectations. And those guys that that's that's kind of the dual problem. Cause Andre Godala shows up, but I mean, what, yeah, we what part of Steph- it, like
2: three Iguodala good games in regular <laughs> season.
1: But you're looking at it and you're like, it's it's Steph is always, always like this. He's not going to come out here and take the ball and shoot. And so the Lakers and know that's that. That's he's the not La- the GOAT. <laughs> he, he knows this because LeBron knows what to do. It's, hey, get the ball out of Steph's hand. Steph will kind of just disappear because he'll never want it. He'll never want the ball like that because he's comfortable playing in a team setting unlike other players that kind of ruin that team setting, right? So it's that little like weird dichotomy that he plays. But the thing is, when that happens, Steve Kerr is all too happy, all too fucking happy to be like, hey, Kayvon Looney, Go ahead and get the ball with, with, you know, two feet away from the rim and just get blocked by Zubach, whoever the <laughs> fuck Zubach is, right? So, so it's like, what are we, like, it's great. You get guys open, but at the ex- even if you score, even if you get a Sean Livingston eight-footer, it's at the expense of Steph's rhythm, Katie's rhythm, and then all of a sudden you have all these guys that are, you know, shooting and maybe making weird shots, and Steph hasn't shot the ball in five minutes because you want all these role players to get shots. And what matters more? Right, role players or Steph Curry getting rhythm, right? It's not even close. So then, that's the problem. That's always been the problem,
2: right? Um, it's but we, just. But it, we both agree that he. This is basically, I mean, it's like old Phil Jackson stuff, where it's kind of like I'm gonna let you figure it out on your own, right? Yep. But when when did? But here's the thing,
1: Kobe and Kobe wasn't afraid to just take it. Right? And just be like, yo, fuck this play.
2: No. Right. Actually, um, yeah, no. <laughs> Phil Phil's Phil acknowledging his book and you know, anyone who watched right. the Lakers would say, like, his biggest coaching was like trying to calm Comey down to like come on man. Like, you know, don't you don't need to take it over because it's eight to two in the first quarter. <laughs> Ooh, that's a great point. That's a great point. Because
1: um I I was tweeting this the other day because Hey, exactly what you're saying. You don't need that type of mentality from the first second of the game, right? But you need that. That's that's the
2: Westbrook thing, you know, where it's just like exactly you you get over you get over aggressive off the first like the first feeling of um, uh, conflict, right? No, that's you're you're exactly
1: because it's like you don't need. Just play into that team, team effort, right? But kind of, you have that option when it really matters. But, you know, the other thing is, the other part of this is, and I kind of go back to this, it's, it's freaking December 25th, right? Does it really matter? Are we just frustrated because it's like, shit, we're watching this team do it again? You know, it's... They've they already won three out of four. We kind of want to see them play well, especially against LeBron, the Lakers. Are we just kind of like projecting what we want to see? Because this at the end of the day, you think in the locker room right now, you think Steph, Draymond, you think those guys are like, oh, you know what? We kind of need to change things up. The Lakers are better than us. We need to change this offense. Right, like right. there's no <laughs> way that right. There's no way that's going on. It, it, so it almost feels like it's just more of we make this game significant because it's Christmas. And it's against LeBron in New Jersey. So we want that to happen. But I think, like, to scale it back come March, come April, it probably won't matter. (laughs) And that's kind of like, that's what happened last season. And I think this season it's worse. It's a little
2: worse, but it might not matter either. Isn't that kind of a sign that the run's coming to an end, though? Where it's like every year. Oh, God. It's more of a grind. It's like less of it's less fun. It's more, it's not fun. They're not having fun. No, they're not. There's no way it's, there's no way it's, it's mostly, you know, just get me to April healthy. Yeah. And it's, uh,
1: yeah, it's, it's not fun. and, And that's what cousins was here for. Right. And I think, I think cousins return got kind of pushed back. I do think that they wanted him to be back kind of by now. And I think it may be pushed back to like January, late January at some point. Yeah, I and feel I like think it's that be
2: pushed back to February at this point.
1: Yeah. yeah, and and I do think that they kind of they kind of expected and needed that to be the um the catalyst to to more energy and more fun for this season. So I think they're kind of stuck in a weird holding pattern. And it, again, it also doesn't help that Draymond. Not that it would have been better without it, but Draymond kind of blew up on KD as well. And kind of got that whole thing going, and so the weird tension got even weirder. And I don't think necessarily they've recovered all the way from that.
2: I just don't think they care at this point. I mean, like, it, it, I don't know why but, we expend all this energy when they don't <laughs> expend this energy. So let's get into the questions. We've got <laughs> questions. That is perfect. We've got a lot of questions here. So we're gonna start with friend of the pod, Kirk, Kirk Henderson. Uh, do you need Luka Dantich? <laughs> yes. Uh, fat Steph. Fat Steph. Yes. <laughs> I like the Fat Steph is a great nickname. Um Luca awesome. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm not looking for reasons to you know create conspiracy theories about Luca because I'm secure in my adulthood. Um, but people
1: really hate Luka Dantich. It's really fucking annoying. like people. You
2: know, I, some I, weird I, people online make some Luca points. People do not care. Most Americans do not know who Luka Doncic is. I can go talk to my cousin and he won't know who Luka Doncic is. So let's let's make sure we don't overrate what we see on our TV. <laughs>
1: oh man. That's fantastic. All right, we got an off the
2: wall question here, Sam. What's the best light beer? Ooh, because light beer is generally not the beer of choice. Um I don't know, it is for me. I it so I either go
1: super light, super dark, or but nothing in the middle cuz it's going to it's either hard alcohol and then super super <laughs> well, light you're, beer. You're more of a you're more it.
2: of a you're more of a cocktail kind of man. I know that. You're not you're not a um you're not an old man like me who just like has two beers with a friend And is like, "Oh, those was a really fun night." You know. So, um uh best light beer. Mm. Hmm, this is a tough one. Um, I don't know. What do you got?
1: I listen. My, me and my dad. My, you know what my dad loves? My dad loves rolling rock. I don't even know if that's light beer. It's just shitty beer it's that I. It's a love. lager,
2: so we'll count it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just I, for some reason, whenever I drink like two or three of them, I'm just I'm buzzed. Like I don't I don't <laughs> even get it. I I can never chug beer. That's the thing. See, but, I'm you know think. Th- yeah. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. Uh, I was gonna think of another question while you uh, while you think of light beers.
2: No, oh, so, so I'm I'm kind of a you know heavy IPA pale ale kind of guy. Um, because Andy's gonna make fun of me, but <laughs> um, none of those are light. So I don't really know what the answer is. You're um, you're a sophisticated beer drinker. That's the problem. I'm not. I'm just an old man. Like seriously, when you get to like the non-party stage of your life, you're like. You want to have something hoppy so you can like claim you're ER <laughs> wild and I'm like man I had this uh, oh there's so many hops in it you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so many hops in it um oh, there's a Draymond question that I liked in here and now and now I forgot Just um, a little bit. oh here we go let podcast pretty simple is Draymond done obviously the answer is no but let's talk about Draymond for a second
2: yeah because, so so yeah. my th- my thing is um until i see De- draymond's defense drop off in a meaningful playoff series he's not done like the what bothers me about draymond analysis online is he's an all-star and why the warriors are unfair until he sucks and then i have to hear players who are just completely inferior to him be compared to him you know what i mean <laughs> uh like lonzo ball um but by the way another
1: two Twitter followers that said that, but we must extrapolate classic Twitter.
2: Yeah, um, but you're right. Um, His offense has got worse. There's no way around it. Um, I don't, you know, we have theories about why, but um, end of the day, if he plays like he played the two games before this game, actually, if he plays like he has, including the Laker game, totally fine with that. What, what what you can't have with Draymond is those games where he refuses to shoot the ball. That's uh, that's where he's a problem. Yeah, it's for a guy that
1: talks that much with that much confidence in himself, it's hard to see because it's it's kinda like um I don't know, like, like someone that's kind of past his prime, right? Like you take any great basketball player or maybe just anybody, right? One of your friends that used to be great at something. And there's that moment where they kind of lose it. And they start to, you see like in their eyes, it shifts a little bit. Like, hey, he's not not who he was and he kind of knows it. And it's no matter how much of a jackass that person is, you kind of feel bad for him, right? Um, I, I think this happens to a lot of great basketball players where they kind of lose a step or three and then all of a sudden they're not that good. With Draymond, it's like you see that type of confidence when he used to be an actual good three-point shooter, and then now you're kind of looking at him, and and the last two games were all right, but today he had this one wide-open shot. He takes two dribbles in, shoots like a weird eight-foot floater, um, and it just clanks off the front rim. And it's it's just hard to see because it's like, damn. Like, for a guy that's so great on defense, he talks so much shit, and he backs all that shit talking up. To see him do that, it's not a matter of, hey, is he going to be able to do it in the future? It's just kind of hard to watch that. Um, I don't want to say downfall, but at, at least a kind of a downside, and you can kind of see kind of what we all expected, right? Like he may not be that valuable three years from now, two years from now. Yeah, he might now. not age
2: and well. Then... So, so hard this, man. this is a question. Um is kind of a player's coach. He kind of goes for the Phil Jackson philosophy of like let players figure it out on the floor. Um, and it's completely logical and I kind of, and I agree with the the logic in general where, you know, you can't micromanage players at all times because at some point you're going to get into a game where, you know, you can't just call timeout every 10 seconds. Right. Um, but is he letting it go too far with guys like Draymond where it's like, at some point you got to kind of rein them in, especially in December. Like, do the raining in now, so come springtime it's a little there's some better expectations. Um my thought would be, you know, I, I go back and forth on it, but it's kinda like you kinda lose your voice with guys at a certain point.
1: Ooh. Are you saying that about Draymond? Or are you saying that about Steve Kerr?
2: <laughs> I mean, they're in year six. So your six, you can't like, it's, five, it's, 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 it's no, it's your six shit. No, you're right. It's your, it's your five, but, um, Ten. you can't like it, 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 the same principle stands. You can't, you know, you can't try to reinvent the wheel at this point. It's like, it's like a long term relationship. You can't just like walk into it and be like, from now on, we're doing it this way. You know, like that doesn't work. <laughs>
1: yeah you know it kind of goes back to what we've been saying all along like give give these guys a march april game that matters against like the utah jazz and we'll we'll see what happens um a a, a good one here that i want to talk about because it's kind of how how we think of the warriors i think is a little bit different from other fan bases um count on Vic. i got a question are you mad or are you mad mad uh, about the Warriors, you know what's interesting. <laughs> you know what's interesting. I-, I think the way that Warriors fans kind of uh, ca- kind of think of this, they don't necessarily, or we don't necessarily blame other players um, for kind of like the-, the Warriors struggling when they do struggle, like. People, are, people ask, like, hey, is Draymond okay? Like, hey, how's Clay doing? But they're never like, you know what? Like, Clay's kind of trash. Like, he can't – you know, he's actually not a really good shooter. Or Draymond, like, he he's not – like, what, what does he actually do on offense outside of taking KD's touches, right? Like, nothing like nothing. Like people who are fans of Russ and fans of, like, LeBron. For the Warriors, it's more of, like – He's not helping. No help. Yeah. No help. Like, that's what other people, like, default to, right? Oh, get these guys more help. Get these guys more help. With the Warriors, it's like, all right – How can we actually improve ourselves? And it's always more of like, all right, like, where do we need to get guys in good positions? What does Steve Kerr has to do to get them there rather than, you know what? Clay actually sucks. I always find that a fascinating difference between how, let's say, Warriors fans talk about the Warriors and, like, you know, let's say LeBron fans talk about his teams, right? It's always interesting.
2: Well, you know, LeBron fans, um, he's the GOAT. If you you know filter everything down to the criteria needed to make them the goat, but um, <laughs> uh, part of it is you know the Warriors. What the hell else do the Warriors need? You know, like that no one's gonna buy. Like man, like this. It's always annoys me. It's like oh, Boogie's gonna give them a post presence they haven't had. I'm like, shut up, man. Like they, they're they're any struggles they've had the last four years haven't been because of their lacking a post presence. You know what I mean? Like Houston didn't take them to seven because they didn't have someone to throw it into the post. Houston took them to seven because they played some BS ball for multiple games. You know, like they, they have outside of maybe 2016 with injuries. They haven't been outmatched talent wise, you know, so they they can never complain about like you know the the talent that the talent complaints are like that that's something you make when it's like man damian lillard really needs someone else to play with him before we know how good he is you know (laughs)
1: right that's it's
2: and the other thing is the warriors weren't
1: wouldn't be here if they didn't play the way they do, right? So for those that have been listening for like the first 20 minutes, let's talk about this. The Warriors are the Warriors because they play this type of offense. They share the ball. Right. You remember that 2015-2016 team. You remember any? You remember that first KD year team. You remember that 73-win team. They got there because Andre Gadala, Sean Livingston, Leandro Barbosa, Andrew freaking Bogut. Those guys were touching the ball every possession. They were in rhythm and they got the ball to Steph's hands and he was always in rhythm. That's why they beat down the league every single season. Um, and on defense, they played that switching defense, and that switching defense you cannot play when you have Zaza Pachulia or DeMarcus Cousins, right? You can't play that type of defense, but they could do that because they had Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala, right? So it's it's like we are now annoyed at the Warriors because they are running this system into the ground, but keep in mind that they also got there because they essentially reinvented how basketball was seen or played because they did something somewhat unconventional um it's just the thing is as you said 20 minutes ago the everybody is doing it so what's the counter punch? the counter punch is not dribbling in for an 18 you know 18 foot pull up fucking mid-range Man, shot that, that's not the counter when
2: jurebco did that in the second quarter i was like oh, well. God, yes. the minute he did that i think i texted you i'm like i'm getting drunk
1: <laughs> that's another shot. That's another. That's another whole beer because of that, right? So that the counterpunch is honestly is just what Houston does. That's the counterpunch, right? And the Warriors the have better did, players,
2: or what the Spurs did for years, which was, I'm we're just gonna be better at it than you. We're gonna execute and trust that over forty eight minutes we're better right, at it than right. you. And okay. if they do that, they will be right. Yeah. All right, we got another one here uh, from Suppet's Lizzie, uh, regular listener of the pod. Will anyone in the media ask her why Steph is a two guard now? Oh God, <laughs> we gotta, uh, we gotta send that one over to Anthony
1: Slater. <laughs> um, um, KD wants to run the offense,
2: yeah, and then Draymond has to run the offense because yeah. he can't play off ball. I I mentioned I've mentioned it on the spot before, but like the reality is that you can function with two guys who want the ball in their hands, but you can't have three. And year one, KD was off ball, and it, it's just kind of a difficult balance, particularly since Draymond can't function off ball. Like in an ideal setting it's Steph and KD, right? But what do you do with Draymond? And I mean Draymond's too good to not, you know, incorporate. So it goes that way. I kind of feel like this is one of those. Kerr doesn't like how much he's off ball, but it goes with the figure it out on your own strategy. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll get upset if it's happening in May, of course, but <laughs> which it
1: has happened before. Yes, uh, uh, <laughs> it may. Yeah, I mean that goes back to we'll probably we'll probably talk about this uh, next week as well. We've got a very special guest for those that are that are uh, going to be subscribing and rating five stars we have got a very special guest next week but, but yeah only Draymond... those guests. <laughs> only those for those we're not opening this pot up to them yeah i mean the t- the dream question is is pretty damn it's gotten loud this year though you know we we didn't even think about it before the season and goddamn like not well, even halfway a year through the season year,
2: but i mean we kind of let it go because he had a strong playoffs defensively but it it gets to a point where like I mean, what do you do with – if he's not that versatile on offense, you know, then all of a sudden it's a different conversation about his value, even if he is the defensive player of the year. Yeah. And, and here's, here's, here's what you have to think about. The Milwaukee game where he didn't play and they played their best defense of the season. I mean, no one's going to pretend Draymond's not the best defensive player on the team. But if they can play that level of defense without him, it makes you start questioning things, right? Oh, cuz they can't play that's... that level of offense without Steph. They can't.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's kind of up to KD.
2: It is. I mean, cuz it's kind of up to KD. So so that's what makes it messy, right?
1: <laughs> uh and that question never ends. Question will never end until
2: June. Um, you got another one? We got a Bernie Bo, cre- Bernie Bro question. I, don't All want to I take got that. a good one here. What happened to our centers setting solid screens? This isn't a good question. This is just a, a nerd question. <laughs> uh, no, no.
1: Let's take this one because, um, because there's not a level of just nastiness. Um, the people from- miss Zaza. Uh- but <laughs> Bogit, David West fucking anderson no i'm kidding um but there's a there was a level of just kind of hey we're gonna just smack a dude coming across you know coming across the paint which is kind of like very 90s very old school of me um even though i was five years old in the 90s but like you need that toughness right like like when somebody comes in or when somebody's trying to go around a screen or whatever it is you want that person to just gets whacked right just to let them know like you're there just let them know. Even if you draw a foul, even if they hit, doesn't matter. Next time, they're shook. They think twice. Kevin Looney's, Kevin Looney's not going to do that. Jordan Bell's not going to do that. Damien is definitely not going to do that. Um, so, who's really that guy on this team, right? Maybe Demarcus Cousins when he's back. Draymond Green is definitely that guy. Um, but then he picks up three fouls and he's kind of gone. And so, they don't have that. that I don't want to well, say it's tough, just a tough space eater. It's just a space either.
2: Like, any way you put it, Zaza's huge. Like, he's a thick Just a ass. painful dude. He's I a think. thick dude. Zaza's thick. Sorry. Looney's not thick. This, this would be your pod takeaway for the night. Looney's too skinny. <laughs> he's not thick. <laughs> the, the entire Warriors are too skinny. <laughs>
1: like, Steph, Clay, KD, but... Who when when somebody plays the Warriors is does anyone feel the Warriors like that That's another thing. Like, no. do you feel like you get hit it's, or hurt after? And like, it's
2: an underrated role, particularly on a team like the Warriors, who are best optimized going small. Like, because you know, no one wants to play the Zaza role because you're ultimately the goon. But they need someone on that roster. They were hoping Damian Jones would be it, and. He was up and down for the first month. He wasn't really that guy, but and now he's hurt, so they just don't have any options, right? Um, But I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, it's, it's kind of a big deal in the sense of you're just wearing down your playoff guys. Like, you know, Looney's probably trying, and Draymond are playing a lot harder right now than they should play, but I don't know. I, I don't think anyone's going to cry for the Warriors because they have to try in December as opposed to other teams, you know?
1: yeah i mean it's that's true there there are a lot of questions dude there's like 50 replies to you holy we can we can kind of go all day on this one um you want a nerdy question or you kind of want to you kind of want something
2: whatever you want (laughs)
1: um kind of livingston one so a bench question why does livingston keep getting minutes over cook when livingston can't guard any backup point guard shaker go back to his old rotations of letting steph play the entire first and third
2: uh, and then there's an is Draymond done question. Yeah, this guy wants to know it all. Alright. Um Livingston Quinn Cook. Living, Go with Quinn Cook. So Livingston plays yeah. because he can guard multiple positions. Even though he's not good at guarding quick guards, you can still put Livingston out there in any playoff game because he could switch things. Um he's never really guarding the point guard anyway. Um whereas Quinn Cook you know, Quinn Cook's four ten. So it's not happening. <laughs> um two what was the second part of that question? Um, uh, at
1: this, at this point, who knows?
2: I mean, it's, it's Quinn Cook, and it didn't
1: really matter. Quinn you know. That's that's how I. You know what I? You know I think that I kind of disagree. You you know why? Because for me, it's like in in season five of this, right? Who gives a shit about defense? You know you're gonna be able to play it
2: but in the postseason. Really, no, that's the thing. They're terrible at defense right now. That's actually <sighs> I would uh, I would agree with Kerr on this. Like the number one focus should be figuring out how the hell to play defense. Like get because the Warriors are at their best when they turn defense into offense. So I I I,
1: I, I think that they're at their best when they can score and it gives them energy on defense to fly around. Like I, I just think And it's both ways. At the end of the day, I do think that's uh, an interesting
2: trick. Chicken or the egg, because I feel like their their best offense comes in transition, and it comes off of uh, defensive, you know, stops and steals and all that sort of stuff.
1: And my thing is just, like, give them some spacing. They make a couple shots. Guys are a little bit more energized, right? And it's just, like, th- the game was a little bit more fun. I mean, these guys talk so much about Joy, and we really haven't seen them play with Joy for almost two years. And so it's like, well, I take that back. Last year, we'll, we'll, there, there were parts of it. But this year, it's kind of just been even a larger slog. And so it's like it just kind of let these guys just, to shoot get some spacing in there make the game a little bit easier offensively so that on defense it doesn't feel like oh my god they actually absolutely have to make a stop here or you know they won't be able to score on the other end and then all of a sudden the team scores two or three times and you don't score then that bench unit unit gets a little bit problematic and so that, that for me it's kind of just let these guys have a little bit more freedom on offense but again kind of goes back to steve kerr are we really going to ever get that probably not um, cause it's, it's always going to be, you know, what you can do to, to play that switch lineup and on offense, what you can do in that offensive system. Um, next question. Do you have something? I, I have one, but go for it. Uh, what's the most effective boost to get to be, to be able to laugh off
2: another Christmas loss? Okay. This is the last question of the night. <laughs> <laughs> you know johnny walker you know, we black. Know what black label oh, is the, the way to go um that's i said that way too quick like i thought about it <laughs> <laughs> hey uh
1: <laughs> so do you do no ice or do you
2: do ice um uh, i can go either way it really depends on the mood but generally i like to have one cube of ice
1: how old do you have to be before you stop chasing uh, hard alcohol with, with, uh, with soda or something or water? <laughs>
2: um, it depends. If the, if the liquor is expensive enough that you shouldn't shoot it. That's, that's the general rule of thumb.
1: That's a great answer. I had never thought about that. I, I, just, I think about a year or two ago, I stopped. Uh, I I'll always shoot it, but I stopped chasing that's when i stopped and that's when i realized that you can't get hung over if you stop chasing i think the people i think the people enjoy these alcohol tips man i uh i think <laughs> just I to I, I think this point, safe. i safe <laughs> after warriors lost by 30 on christmas the people are gonna enjoy this day after
2: you know so yeah, um so we'll be back next week with a a normal pod um with a special guest
1: all oh, the people are gonna love this one should we give them a hint or should we uh should just kind of kind of tease it or what I mean, should I we uh it's, just it's, just it's just no know... collaborative pod <laughs> <laughs> hey uh for those that kind of uh have listened to the end here make sure to subscribe light years podcast tell everyone else you know to subscribe to light years podcast raid five stars check out all the other blue wire podcasts but check ours obviously first Um, and yeah, like Sam said, tune in next week. We're going to be collaborating with a very special guest and, uh, we'll see you then. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why?